you can hear that. That's the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right, yeah. Listen to it, that's right. That's good. Right, we're in. I'll fade it out. Right, Danny, can do the honours. Introduce yeah, your old time. I don't think, does he need an introduction? Well, he yeah. does, yeah. Does he? It's the man himself, Lloyd Dobbs. Yeah, hey, hey, man. Hey, man. Right, How's then. it going, Lloyd? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for having me, lads. Right, I'm just going to move forward to it. There, for there you go. Right, so... Um, been looking forward to having him, haven't we? Yeah, of course. I have a real guest since Alfie. It was, it was the last yeah. real guest, wasn't yeah. he? Did you uh, know that you were talking about to play guitar? I do, I know. We were talking about that before you came, the E-7 code. Hey, I remember That's it. going back 1994, Yeah, no, maybe a bit, bit after. I think yeah. I was, Trinity House. Yeah. We went to Trinity House, Trinity. didn't we? Oh, Trinity of Love and Power and all that rubbish. Did you, I don't know, you went as well, didn't you? Yeah. Because your dad was... He went to sea. He went to Trinity. Your dad's got house. a boat on Marina that he gets pissed on. Yeah, he does. I've been in that boat when you played... Uh, News with Fire. Yes, yeah. yeah. My old fellow was like, I'm yeah. buying a ticket, I'm going to sit here listen to Dubra again until all Grant plays with Fire. And he's <laughs> no, with Trinity House. So I, I went to Trinity House and G was in a band a couple of years, maybe a couple of years old than me with... Yeah. With... I was Gav in Kroll was in the band, wasn't he? And uh, Ruben. Ruben, Gav Kroll was our singer, wasn't he? Yeah, God bless yeah, him. Yeah, no, of course, yeah. He, he passed um, away, didn't he? Yeah. God, I, I forgot Gav, Gav was in. And then we did a gig at, um, what's that school? David Lister, because Ru- we did it. And do you know, remember Yannick? Yeah. It, Gav couldn't make it, so Yannick stepped in, sung the lyrics to like two Wasted songs, but in front of all the kids, you know, wet playtime when you all have to come in. <laughs> what, what's going on? There's a lot of thinking we're Oasis. And uh, Yannick's got the sheets in, sheet in front of him like that, and he's reading the words. We wow. give it loads. And there was a little private joke before we went on. I don't know what it, where it came from, but basically, pot rice, it was, something was all giggling at. And then Yannick just kept going to the crowd, pot rice, pot rice. Oh, pot rice, you know what you had hot water to? Yeah, pot like, pot no, yeah, yeah, but it was a pot rice version. I thought it was hilarious. And all these kids were going, what's he on about? Pot rice? <laughs> and we, all, we was all going, yeah. <laughs> I think my mum likes Oasis. Yeah, it was. No, oh. but I went, because... I got the Oasis bug when I was about 12, 13 or whatever. And then, so I learned to play guitar a little bit. My old fella's a musician, folk music and concertinas and all that. So he, I, I was playing music at home. But when when you guys formed that band, I used to let me come watch you uh, rehearse in the main hall. Yeah, that's right. So it was absolutely amazing. I was like, oh, this is a band. And do you know when you say, yeah. you was thinking you was Oasis, yeah. you might as well have been Oasis it, to me. Yeah, it was mad, so wasn't it? I stood it? there going, oh, this is it. So and there's a library in the corner. What was your band called then? I can't remember. Was it? I can't because it was Ruben's thing. It yeah. was called uh, Wear Electric, and we did Oasis tribute stuff. Yeah, really. Totally, and could yeah. play the solos. Yeah. <laughs> we was like, oh wow, the couple of the solos. Oh yeah. But it used to be we'd go in the in the, in the uh, library. Mrs. Mrs. Goodison. That's right, Miss Goodison. We used to call her Goodison Park because she was real <laughs> fat. And we go in there, go, gee, gee, I need this E minor seventh. Yeah. And you go here, yeah, Lloyd. And you go, I go, nice one. And go back to my mates yeah. in the year nine and go. Pass it, pass This E minor seventh like that. Yeah. I was ace years ago. And I was getting it off Rub because he was he's this prodigy, isn't he, really? Play, yeah. And uh, drummer a couple of drums and guitar, couldn't he? Yeah, his drums his drumming was spot on. What's Ruben's last name? Start. Yeah, I know Ruben. Yeah, well his drumming's spot on. And he was he's just general all round because he used to get on the piano, didn't he? And do A Jude. Yeah. And change the lyrics to A Rube. And all the kids used to go, Hey Rube, and he used to that <laughs> giving it all, you know, like that. He's just like hey, put, put his hand to it. It's surprising though, because Trinity House quite a Con- not conservative, it's a political conservative. I know what you mean, con- though. Conservative school. Because I remember when we used to do music class with Mrs. Goodison, Goodison yeah. Park, and we'd be like, you've got to learn the Largo. And I'd be like, I've just learned a real clumsy piano chords. And she'd let us do it, do you know what I mean? And she'd got to learn the Largo. And 
recently, well, not recently, but in the last 10 years, they got rid of art and all sorts. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that they yeah. let us carry on doing that. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought when we were there, it seemed, because I, I have real fond memories of that school. Do you know, like I always, everyone goes, oh, Trinity, I went there, loved it. Do you know what I mean? It, just, it was just a laugh, wasn't it? Because it was a real small school and everyone seemed to get along. 50 kids in a year. Exactly. My and brother you, went, but he's a bit older than you two. How old is he? 44. So the Alex McRae's brother was about yeah, don't know. Another thing I like about Trinity as well, it's like people have this misconception, it's like a lot of posh boys and what. It's not, is it? It's a lot of raggy kids, so Yeah, everywhere. Awful, whatever, yep. do you know what I mean? East old kids, and they all pile into this yeah. one school. You have to take a test to get in there, then, yeah, you think? Yeah, I don't know if you do now. I don't think I've any I remember my brother taking that like exam or something. Yeah, I remember doing that on Saturday in. morning. Yeah, but then you had, you did the exam past that. I think you just needed to tie a knot and suck somebody off to get in. But not necessarily tie the knot. No, well, you you, you had to you had to do. I forgot that you had to go have an yeah, special interview, didn't you? Yeah. I did. He asked me a maths question as well. And I think I just fluffed it and I got in anyways. I want to be in the Navy. Yeah, as long as, you wanted, as long as you showed some interest in boats or like wanting to do it, it was like, all right, ticket. Hey, do you, you know, know what it was? I'm going to tell you a Trinity House story about me. So I, I was, I want, a, I want a bad lad, but I want a good lad. No, but I was you, a ragged yeah. lad. I was yeah. always causing trouble, like sticking up for people, kicking off like my mate Reese Taylor. You can't build that up about him. Do you know, da, da, yeah. da, da, da. You're out as well. So, do you know when you got the buttons? If you so, if you had a, an officer system. Yeah, so you that's got, right. If you got one button, that meant you might be an officer. Yeah, that's what I had. Yeah, right. So, and then nah, if you'd have been lad for a bit. They'd give you a stripe, and then yeah. you looked after the younger group. That's right. Attention! I was the only kid in my whole year that didn't even get a fucking button. Oh man! And I'm, I'm proud of that. But when they did prize day, do you know the prize? Yeah, day yeah. Went, so yeah. they give the. Danny Shenton Prize for mathematics, and then this, all, yeah, you walk up right. in your uniform and you get a little check and a book. They made up a fucking prize for me, <laughs> and it was called the So and So So and So Prize for Self Expression, and I won it. Self expression. Yeah, I won it, and then two years later, our Grand Dobbs won it as well. Oh really? Yeah, it didn't exist. Yeah. The prize. And I got <laughs> His brother fit them shoes perfectly, yeah. didn't he? Of course, <laughs> reluctantly. Well, I remember because you got like a a letter. Jody go there as well. Jody Scott, Liam Berry. Do you know them all from there then? I remember Jodie Scott a little bit because I was in year 11, they was in year 7, Jodie. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I remember getting that prize and they give you a, a book voucher and the book I bought was the, the anthology of the Beatles. Massive oh, get in. Like that. Massive, I've still got it. Massive book. It was good. But yeah, some of the teachers like, well, it dobs, doesn't it? Mr. Krogan. <sighs> dobs, Crafty. if you don't cut your bloody hell, stop you playing that bloody big banjo, I'm like, it's a guitar, <laughs> sir. <laughs> And Ooh. now you've got a banjo. Yeah, banjo <laughs> Saying that though, Crafty Krogan, on our 10 year anniversary, a load of us got together for a drink from Trinity House. And we, his book, his number's in the book, right? So we rang him up. All pissed Seriously? Up. Yeah, we rang him up and went, Crafty, because we used to give him prank phone calls years ago, yeah? <laughs> and he went, What are you doing? Was it 10 year anniversary? It was a 20 of us, mate, list there, loads of us. Reese Taylor and all that, Calvin Snell. And he went, I'll come. And he turned up, we was in uh, the mission. We'd been out for four hours. He turned up with uh, Mr. Sherwood oh, and another teacher, Carol Dragon. And they got hammered with us all night. Because they were two, Sherwood was an old boy, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. They came. So credit to oh, him. Good lad. Yeah, <laughs> another one Trinity House. It's rubbish. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so that's where you got your love of music, though, isn't it? Yeah, through people. Yeah. Like, love of music comes from my old fella and folk music. And I'm, I'm a male fella sold a, guitar, a motorbike to get me a guitar. Oh, wow. And it was a Chevelle. And I lost it on tour in the Paddington's later on years. And I, I didn't tell him until 10 years later. I was like, 
it comes from just him. get closer to the mic yeah, yeah. I'll just bring it down so, yeah so like it was the folk music stuff so I used to fall asleep under tables at Whitby Folk Festival listening to all these sea shanties and stuff but when I got to about 13, 12 Oasis happened yes. do you know what I mean yeah. I miss Nirvana too young for that but Oasis happened in Blair so when that happened I was just a sponge yeah and you was the water. Yeah, we was, weren't we? <laughs> I'm soaking you up, mate. Yeah, but yeah, because that's that all seems like a golden era, didn't it? Really, you know, for like I suppose it was our age group, though. Ninety four, that's all it is. Five, ninety six. But I suppose everyone see it because we were, that was just after Nirvana and grunge, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. My brother's all day. He was into all that, yeah. and then he got into Oasis as well. He was into Happy Mondays and the Stone Roses, and that's like a natural progression, anyways. But I suppose like. You're a man in the sea chant and stuff. Is that where like the love of folk music comes from as well? Oh, one hundred percent. Because you've always done solo gigs, don't you? Even when you're using the pads. I remember talking to your kid, and he said, "Oh, he's doing it." You was on a, on a train, off on a train somewhere to do a, a acoustic gig. Yeah, I've always done. I've always done a little bit of that. I think the first time I played a gig, it was playing an Oasis song at a folk sing around. Yeah. I was about twelve years old. Do you know what I mean? Or murdering uh, "Street Spirit" by Radiohead, thinking I could yeah. do it, and in hindsight, I probably couldn't. They were the first ones, but it was like playing the music I was into within an inclusive folk environment. But then at the same time, I'm absorbing yeah, all this yeah. folk stuff. And I, I, folk music is, for me, the original punk music. It's rebel it music. It's work, songs for working class yeah. people. It's sex music. I mean, there's a mate of mine, Les Ward, plays concertina. A, a, a melodian. He said there's three types of folk songs. Hanging songs, <laughs> nobbing songs, and war songs. And they cover all of the working class subjects. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I, I love it, and that's why I'm in the Ulbly troupe now yeah. with Mick McGarry, one of my dad's best mates. It's punk, it's punk rock music. Because it is. I mean, yeah. It's got it's got a, a sentiment and a, and a story and a moral to it, and it tracks. Yeah, it's not pop music, and it's not, not straight up it's rebel cock rock. music. Yeah, it's, it's rebel music in the same way. Some of it's a bit shit though. Yeah, loads of it. Can you know, be when there's like oh, the, the, the worst folk music. It's like an old oh, bless him, an old lass who's been singing these me, we call them murder ballads. Right, thirty first, thirty three verses of about why they killed the baby. On a river in Ireland. <laughs> but the thing is, when you're in a session, they'll get to verse 12 and they'll go, Oh, I've forgotten that verse. I better start again from the beginning. Oh. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, we, we started. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget yeah. the day we started this sing along. Lloyd and I started this sing along, which was meant to. I didn't really know what it was about, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, I, remember, yeah. I was just doing it to earn money and have a few beers. And he, he said to me, I always remember because it was near my birthday and we started it in King's Air Lounge. And the, the concept was, a lot of people will turn up, Dan, and we have a sing-along and people just play whatever songs they want. So I said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. That sounds good to me. Right, then we're going to start this one. And it was Halloween. Halloween, right near my birthday. And he, it was a Sunday or Saturday afternoon or something like that. Well, it was maybe a Sunday afternoon. And he said to me, he said, oh, yeah, yeah. I've got some people coming down. Don't worry about it. It's going to be, it'll be class. Don't worry sit around, we'll have a few beers. Anyway, about half an hour before we go, I was getting a fucking phone call, Lloyd, can't make it, mate. <laughs> so I was like, what? He was like, can't make it, you're going to have to host it. So, yeah, all right. And I had my mate, a kid called Liam, who's just like a club pub singer. Do you know what I mean? He wanted to sing Beyonce or something like that. So he comes, and then Les turns up. Les Ward. Les turns up, Maggie turns up. Yeah, Maggie Graham. Hi, Maggie turns up, and this other woman turns up. So I'm sat there and they're like, oh, we're here for the sing-along. And I was like, yeah, me too. So you got to, you got to picture this. This is nearly like 10 years ago. I'm 30 years old, sat there in a vest, tattoos out, thinking I'm the coolest guy on the planet. Liam sat next to me, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> These two little old women with ukuleles 
And then this guy with like a fucking thing that is good, he's going, squeeze boxing. I'm going to sing you a long tall <laughs> 70. So they went, oh, right, do you want to start us off then, Dan? So I was like, yeah, fuck knows what that sang. Something terrible like JPT or something like that. So we were at a room for them, they just looked at me like, the fuck's this kid doing? They must have been thinking the they same thing. They always ask of you now. Do they? Yeah, because that session went on to, we moved it to Minerva. Right. And Minerva has been a folk sing around on a Sunday now since 2012. Yeah, It's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. attended folk So basically, right. Danny and me took it there. We brought in my mate Mick McGarry, who was the singer of the Ilbin yeah. Troupe, and it's just carried on. And oh, from wow. that session, we... Yeah, I don't know how we, we pulled it together. We Blessing the, the static folk festival and all these things. Really from that, yeah. The static from all that. Yeah. And they, they brought out the blessing. They brought out the sheet music for the monster, <laughs> the monster mash. Well, I brought this because it's Halloween. Because <laughs> it's Halloween, we're going to do the monster mash. So there's me, my big fat mate Liam, sitting <laughs> like this, going, "It's the mash." The and I give him like the mash. lyrics, and I was like, "I think we're going to have to join in, you know." <laughs> so I was like, "The, the mash." <laughs> And then who's there? That's what he sings. That's what if you're listening. We He's a legend. You. He's a fucking legend. And Maggie's going, we did them. And then I'm like, and I don't think I was drinking that day either because I haven't got another gig on the night. And I just remember sitting there thinking, what the fuck has this guy got me into here? And I rang him up afterwards and I was like, dude, this is really not me. I mean, we ended up having a few really good Sundays and Saturday, and then I bowed out didn't I, gracefully after a while when it wasn't my bag really. But... Yeah, brilliant. And then, that, like you said, that's gone from there to, I think you went to Oscars for a little bit. Yeah, we, we did Oscars and then we went to Minerva. No, Kingston, were you forgetting Kingston? We, we did a little stabella at Kingston in yeah, the, in the in, on the corner, Lee Kerman again. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went there and then we went into Oscars. And then he said, oh, I'll tell you what, I've not got Oscars anymore. Why don't you come to Kingston? So we did it a little bit at Kingston. He used to say, oh, do you know what? They was good, like little Saturday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, you did them little all day. Sam and Binks played a real good and the guy who yeah, passed yeah, away. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember that one. That was really good. Yeah, we did some really good all day things. In like there. And then you went from there to Minerva on a Sunday afternoon. And that's when it really took off, I think, Minerva. Yeah, it came off. It, it, it came off, okay. But to be honest, though, it, it, I'm still of the uh, idea that it is quite a lot of folk music, yeah. a bit of Irish, a bit of sea shanties, a bit of maritime stuff. But I was there last week, and I know quite a few folk songs now, do you know what I mean? They're in my head. Yeah. But last week I was playing Stephen Maltmus Pavement stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or someone will tell yeah, there's, a real, there's a good guy who plays the ta he's a taxi driver, and he comes in, he used to ring up, I can't remember his name, God, I just remember, I think it's called Steve, and he used to ring up Bernsey after an old city match. Alfie knows this guy. Right. right. He'd, he'd like famous songs by like, I don't know, the Ronettes or whatever, and he'd change the words about Phil Brown and stuff. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. and he comes to the sing around and sings all these songs right. about what, 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 and it's not folk music. Yeah. It's him just writing lyrics to famous songs. One of the songs is about, uh, what's that one he does? About his uh, old auntie getting into hardcore, dist uh, hardcore techno, <laughs> a lot of it, to the melody of, I don't know, uh, Be My Baby or whatever. Yeah. So anything goes, it's good. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. good. It is good. I suppose that's the essence of folk, though, isn't it, in a way? It's just, you know what I mean? It's it's not like... Well, surely the name folk comes from just getting people, people together. Yeah, yeah songs yeah. of the people. A group of, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what it is. I mean, folk music in Ukraine and or yes, in the valleys yeah. of Wales or in Brazil, it's totally different yeah. music, but it's, it's bottom-up music, not... Yeah prescribed top-down music which essentially is pop music yeah, that's way, good which, which at, is yeah. nicked all the stuff from the bottom up yes. I think that that, that, that that top-up music seems to have changed though with, with the internet it's, you're not you're not fed music like you used to be fed music Absolutely. in 60s, 70s, 80s you not got the power to do it anymore no that's what I'm saying so it, I get that so you, you could argue then that we talk quite a lot about grand music and whatever like that don't we that's like a version of folk in a way. But it is like yeah. a oh, modern punk. Yeah, it is. It has, it has that sort of connotation to yeah. it. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so, what was your first band, Lloyd? First ever band 
ever was with a guy called Peter North. Mm. Meeting him for a beer after this, for a gig actually. And we had uh, our Grant was in the band. He played drums. Pete North and I played the Steinbecker system bass player. Do you know the ones? Yes, the yeah, yes. I remember it. that. Yeah, it's awful. Was it black? Black. Yes, I remember head. you having that. And Give it like to little Jody Scott. Pretty sure he sold it, but never mind. <laughs> and we played, we played, and we, we called ourselves Blue Swan. There's two songs we wrote in that band, me and Pete North. One was called Godfrey. I've heard Godfrey. Which became apparent as Demo. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that. So we wrote that when I was about 18. And then we, I, that was a song I used to impress Tom Atkin. Do you want to be in a band with me? I know this song. He went, Did you write that? It was about killing. It's about, I wrote it when I about Trinity House. Godfrey, oh Godfrey, on the primary school wall. Godfrey's with them, Daddy Longlegs with wins. Braden with your school app. Or Jasper's was the wisp. So we wrote, me and him wrote that song. And we had another one called Raise the Bismarck, <laughs> which was like a <laughs> rubbish. It was like a plea to raise money to get. People to raise the <laughs> boat, the Bismarck. <laughs> and the, but we did it. We, we used to race in the top of our my mum and dad's loft. The thing was, my mum and dad would be in bed. They'd be like being out on a Saturday night, being in Endite pub or Greenwood pub. They'd be laid in the bed. It'd be half ten in the morning. They'd over. But the problem is, my dad knocked the airing cupboard in this bedroom into the stairs, into the loft. So, to go so the we'd bedroom. walk through. <laughs> all these kids got that. <laughs> hey, mum, like, how else is like that now that we've got that? Going up there, and we used to go in there and rehearse, and we did that for a, a bit, for a bit, and then, yeah, we did that for about a year. Who sang in that one? Uh, well, there was two versions of it, so I don't know if you remember Mike Lister from Trinity House. I do, yes. Yeah, he's, he was in the original version of that God. band, and uh, his brother Simon Lister, and God, but he's a good lad, Simon Lister, he couldn't fucking sing. And we, in fact, one of the first gigs we did was at the Hut Youth Club on, on Norfolk. This does in your year one, eh? Yeah, he's a merchant navy. Oh, right. Uh, he lives on, lives on Britain Love, on that area near you. Oh, all right. He lives, on, he lives near you. Anyway, am I giving that away? <laughs> but uh, where was I going with that? Give us his address. Oh, the, the, his the, exact... the first singer, he said all sung in it. Yeah. And then, so yeah. Simon Lister did, and then, I, and then I did, but we only did one gig, and that was it. We did it on the, the Hut Youth Club. I'll never forget it. We convinced this youth club to let us play. Getting in there, sat, we were all drinking fossils on the back where we shouldn't be getting hammered. And this guy called Johnny Muddy, Johnny Johnson, do you know him? From Northall Estate. Mm. Right, I mean, he was, an, well, I don't know out about him now. He came in and said to Simon Lister, you're out of tune. He wanted to fight. Battered him while he was singing. No. Pretty much dragged him off stage. <laughs> and we was like, we're not playing youth clubs anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's all kicking off. He just filled him in for being shit. <laughs> Outside, he tried to brain me. He was going oh, mental. Man. It's like, Lloyd, I don't mind you. We used to go to Fifth Ave together. But this prick from Beverly, I'm going to batter him. <laughs> That's what it was about when you were a kid, you know. But the postcode wars now, which are yes. like proper postcode wars. <laughs> but if you was from... Different if you was from Beverly, you yeah. was posh, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you was from Ezzel, you was getting your head kicked in. Yeah. Mike Lister was going, yeah, but we used to live on Anleby Road. We've only moved there recently. We did for right? And I was like, you're leaving Anleby. Yeah. My nan is still on Branzo. <laughs> Guess what you said? My nan is still on Branzo. Don't hit me. Yeah, but they're two great lads. That, uh, Simon and Mike Lister, good lads. <laughs> in case you're still living on Anleby Road. I guess some street cred. You've not got any money? Yeah, you're all right. <coughs> then you can fuck off. That was the first one anyway. Our kid was in that one as well. And then he went to the Paddington straight after that? Not straight after that. No, because I was doing a lot of rugby and just going. And then I started going to Piper. Like we all did. Yeah. I, I guess I, I, did, I knew you would Raving, wouldn't you? I was, I was deja vu at that yeah, yeah, point. Yeah. Without, without carrying that. Oh, yeah. That's rubbish. It's all right. But going to Piper, 
and that's when I met Tom Atkin because we used to knock around with some kids in cop right. I know and uh, it, going in Piper and there was this kid walking around he used to look like a 12 year old Ian Brown but with blonde hair <laughs> like, you know, like the, the, the jackets with the, the, like the, the sheepskin sort of collar thing Mate, you need to be in a band with you, mate. And we was just like, we're in a band. We was in a band for a year without even playing guitar with each other. And then I fa- finally got in a room with him and played him Godfrey. <laughs> and he was like, I want to be in a band with you. And we formed a band quite quickly. Yeah. Danny Tacey was in the original version. That's of it. It right, was me, yeah. It was me, our kid, Tom, Marv, who used to go to college with. Yeah. I was an awful kid like myself. He used to go to William G. And Danny Tacey. And we did, <laughs> the first gig we did with Danny Tacey was the Queen's Jubilee. And the, the uh, street party on Kingswood, and, the, and I was playing that Steinbecker system bastard bass. It was awful. There's a video somewhere. <laughs> is this when you're doing covers? We want just doing covers. There's a couple of originals in there. Godfrey right. would have been in there, and Loser. Do you remember Loser? Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been in there, and a couple of others. But we used to play "God Save the Queen." We learned it for that gig, the Sex Pistols tune. And that can didn't know the words. God save the Queen, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> but I remember Danny Tate. <laughs> Turned up with this massive kipper, Union Jack tie. There's a video of it somewhere. A last called Lucy nicked it, and I think she held it hostage. It was horrific. Oh. But then, but after that, we got Josh in the band. We got Josh in the band officially because he had amps. <laughs> better than our amps. Save the gear. That's what <laughs> yeah. you happens don't, don't it really. And he, yeah, he had cool, cool tracky tops and that. I, I remember bumping into you. You was all going. I don't know where it was. We was we used to rehearse it, you know, English Street. Yeah, yeah. And I. Was crossing the road and I remember bumping to Ollie Ed. It was me, maybe me, Gaz, who was just drum for us, and Carl. And we bumped into you all and was like, Oh, you, you say, Oh, this is the band. And I remember you all like looking like a band. And we all looked like we was in tracksuits, you know what I mean? We didn't look right, but you all had it. You looked like a band. Yeah, but do you know, there's, how many years is it between me and you? Two? Yeah, maybe. So, because I. That, yeah, two years. This yeah. is my theory on this. My, my age group and a little bit younger were convinced and bought by the Strokes. Yeah, yeah, but you, it worked. Because yeah, so we was like... Yeah, even we, when in our band, we didn't have a fucking clothes. No. We was like leather jackets, gaffer tape, bit of eyeliner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it, and I remember... Brogues, you, uh, and we uh, was bought by the, the yeah. way they're dressed. And I guess you've been a couple of years old. Yeah, we didn't get still, it. Still the arse end of Oasis yes. and Stereophonics. Yes, And I think that's what it was. It would have been. Because I remember we snuck around with Baggett and Turismo yeah. and there. They weren't quite committed then. Yeah, yeah we, we was like, we're all wearing leather jackets. Nicking our dad's brogues, yeah, or dead men's shoes as you used to get them. We used to go to a charity shop and go, look at them brogues, they're black ones there. Bang them on, someone's died. All the clothes have been put in there. Then they'd end up talking. Do you know when the flaps are? Yeah, yeah. The front of the so he got gaffer tape around him. We was like, well, it doesn't matter, does it? It's punk, that. Punk can play. That's again, that's punk, that, isn't it? <laughs> well, allegedly, unless you're television, yes. they could play. But anyway, uh, well, I remember that. I remember it real clear. I remember having like a. Like you just look like you just had your stuff together, and I think we we swapped numbers, and we ended up doing like a little demo together, didn't we? Yeah, down yeah. Bev Road and um, Aldenus Road. But then I was working for Blake at the time, and you, Pedge had a bad, battle of the bands, you know, at Rome. Yeah. And you lot turned up, and you actually had a crowd of people that turned up to see you, yeah. and it, uh, there was a definite buzz around you. Do you know that time? Just people our age, all yeah. wearing leather jackets. Yeah, it was. They, they looked yeah. just like you lot. Yeah, riding that yeah, wave or yes. whatever. First but, time I met these guys, you was <coughs> rehearsing. Uh, Tom Atkins' dad's um, music room, music room yeah. that thing. Because I was working with a kid called Paul Moffat. He had the car pitch next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember these guys, these kids coming. Oh, I always wanted to be a musician. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I always wanted to be a musician. And he was putting a gig on at that pub that I forget what it was called opposite. 
Oh, Turnpike. Turnpike. You had a gig coming up in. That's the first time I met you lot. He was all there and I remember being jealous because I wanted to be in a band, but I thought I was obviously too old and all this kind of stuff and I'd I'd missed it at that point. I was probably only like fucking, God knows, I'm only 25. Yeah, 24, 25. I'm thinking, fucking hell, I'd miss it and these little cunts turning up. Oh, do you want to come see our band? And I was like, yeah, maybe, mate. And Paul like trying to bully them all. (laughs) I'm all scared of him. Yeah, Paul Paul, like trying to come across and be like, you fucking doing the movie. Like just giving them all shit. But me thinking, like deep down thinking, bastards are doing it and they've got a gig across the road. I remember who supported us as well. There was uh, the Bonnets. Oh, the Bonnet, yeah, I do, yeah. Bonnets, yeah. I missed with, he was the bass player there. Is it Mike and the Bonnet? Mike, uh, well, Mike's Mike and Simon, this yeah. is a real good mate. He plays with the drummer from Kingmaker in a, in a well, he, in fact, he sings for the new version of Kingmaker. Right. Kingmaker at the moment. But yeah, Sargi was the bass player, Paul Sargison. He was a real good bass player. God, band names that I've about. But going back to that demo, though, that demo, uh, we was so chuffed to do that demo. We went and did it with you. It was your... Electric blue epiphone on the wall. Like, was it an epiphone? It was. It wasn't mine. It was Carl's, but we used to use that. Yeah, so let us, we yes, like, oh, can we have yes, that? Can yes. we use that, please? Because we're playing these Mickey Mouse guitars. <laughs> but that demo, there was, there was five songs on it. One of them, there was all original. 21. Which blow. Was, yeah, Blow. I forgot about that. Grant wrote that after Where did all your going to a nightclub go? and enjoying himself. Yes. And he came back. I remember going into a room and he was sat there going, I wrote a song in his underpants. <laughs> Still a wide awake like that. What is it? And he played it. Went. I went. That's half decent. It sounds like the Velvet Underground. We recorded that. Yeah. Loser. Ed Case, which won't in hindsight won't very good. Twenty one. Twenty one, definitely. And there was another one. She's got it. But that twenty one version, what you recorded, was the one that McGee had. And McGee went. You sound like the Saints. And I was like, to the rest of the lads, was going, Who's the Saints? I was like, Australian punk band. That got you brownie points. Don't sort yourself out. And he sat, he was like, I'm going to sign you to uh, uh, Pop, Pop Turns, and I want to put that out. And we went, no, and this is no disrespect, we went, we want to record it again. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Could, but not because of the sound, because we could play yeah. it. And it was, it was about five months after, yeah. and we went and recorded it again with... Because you got it on cassette, didn't you, as well? It wasn't even on a CD. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was mad. But he, was, he, sat, he said he was going to sign us at half past four in the morning in the Riven Factory, where we played this gig all day. There was special needs playing the Unstrung, the Rakes, all them bands. And he was like... Are you, where are you from? And we went, all. And we went, oh yeah, you're not from London. <laughs> I was like, because everyone thought we was in that yeah, scene in, yeah. in London. You was always up there, weren't you? Yeah, all the time, in, in Josh's Nova. And he said, I'll, I'll sign you. And then next thing you know, we're going, oh, signing a single deal with Alan McGee. That's mad, that. Is it? that what it was, like a single deal first? The first was a single deal. And I remember, do you remember the, the Morphine's Madhouse? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember we saw a party in there? And it was a Monday morning, and I'm laid there after a mad, mad weekend. My mum rings me on my, like, my second mobile phone I've ever had because I kept losing him. How did you do, son? I said, we've gone to 47. She went, oh, never mind, son. <laughs> <laughs> and I went... <coughs> but then, what? because that single was went to 47, so on no promo, the feeder company, Pop Terms was a feeder company to... Uh, Mercury. Mercury Universal, basically. And then McGee came back and went, you got to 47 on now. Yeah. They're going to offer you a record deal. And it was a, fa- it was a, a, a one with uh, four option. And we got one out of it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like, wait a minute, we're... <laughs> Sound into a fucking universal, yeah. basically. Yeah. Do you get paid for the single as well, though? Or did they just put it out? It, it, you shouldn't ask me about financial stuff at all, because I haven't got a clue at all. We did once did a gig, this is going back forward a few years, we did this gig for essentially Coca-Cola, which I didn't know, I refused back then. But yeah. And it was, do you know that drink Relentless? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound Billy Bigger, this but. Relentless, we launched it on this boat on the River Thames. We played for 20 minutes. Right. And I thought, oh, it's just a gig. It's going to go into the business. And then about three years later, they went, 
you got paid £16,000 for what? that. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? And he was like, because you'd have asked for five. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't have a clue about music stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, it's know. It's good though, isn't it? It's good. Well, you, you had a good time on it though, didn't you? Of course I did. I remember having some pretty high profile gigs and stuff like that. And you was doing like, some fashion design. Too fashion. What was your favourite gig? My favourite? Top four. Top three. Right. That's weird, isn't it? Top four. Who does the top fucking four? <laughs> Imagine that. The latest in the top four. Yeah. <laughs> top three then. We'll go top three. <coughs> I, I guess. And then I'll go mine. So I'll go, I'll go back four to one. So, oh, I don't you know. I remember playing Brixton Academy. I played it twice, supported uh, the Bravery, which was a bit of a weird one. And we supported okay. Baby Shambles, which was our crowd, basically. Yeah. And I'll never forget it, because... Do you remember our mate Jimmy Jukebox? I know Jimmy. We yeah, took yeah. him down with us. For, he's a mate of ours from Stockton. He's, uh, he's like he's like a Dave Mays of Stockton, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff like that. But it was a big clash fan. We took him down there, and it, it's it's more so for the day than the actual gig. But so we're playing Brixton Academy. Mick Jones is there because he just produced the Baby Shambles album. And we had this picture with Mick Jones, and we're like, fucking all of a sudden with Mick Jones. Like, fucking love the clash. Jimmy Jukebox is in the picture crying. <laughs> <laughs> And like we went on, on we supported Shambles and the, the stage manager went when the light goes off walk on so he stood down yeah. but follow the gaffer the illuminated gaffer tape into the stage like that so I was like alright the light goes off on you go you go on the light goes on and you fucking four and a half thousand people at Brixton Academy like that. I went oh dry mouth straight away <sighs> so I'm off the mic and I was like oh, and that was brilliant because it was our it was our crowd I mean yeah. it was the same sort of vibe that was a real good one real good in that one uh Queen Mary University in Newcastle, uh, Glasgow. That was a real good one. About 950 people going mental. And all the Scottish fans who'd given us a load of book fast. Is that when, uh, what were they called? The View was there. You met them? Oh, uh, yeah. The View used to come to our gigs, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The Curse of the Paddingtons. Yeah. Used to come and support you, yeah, then they'd get to number one in the fucking charts. <laughs> them, the Fratellis, and the Enemy. Bastards. So we did that one. and They all supported you. That's what you're saying. Yeah, isn't so it? They it, all supported yeah, you guys. The Curse yeah. of the Paddingtons is your support. Well, the. The curse is ours. Yeah. Step on to step <laughs> over you. Next thing you know, they're number one in the charts. It's like, <laughs> hang on. Wait a minute. You've got my fucking shoes on there. And if I'm honest to this day, one of the view songs is basically sorry, the robbing bastards. <laughs> well, that did well. Yeah, superstar DJ. It's the, it's sorry. The chords, the lot. Can you try and sue him for that? No, because the melodies is a bit better and a bit different. <laughs> a bit better. Um. <laughs> so that one was good. And then there was uh Mean Fiddler, that was a good one where Grant got on the drums the wrong way around and nearly fell off. <laughs> that was quite good. But there was, what was it? Oh, yeah, we record, there's a live, we never released it, a live recording of us playing, uh, oh, what was it called, that venue? The Enemy supporters, and Dirty Dreams supported us that, that gig as well. What was it called? Uncle Dave turned up, covered in, I can't remember. Anyway. Spunk. What was, no, it was Spunk. <laughs> what was that venue called? I can't remember. It was good. It I was remember good. when the Dreamers did that tour with you. Yeah, there, there was a London show and it was called the LEC University, Central London University. I can't remember. It was good. Anyway, okay. yeah. My favourite Paddington's gigs uh, when we went to Skegness. Oh, my word. <laughs> when we all went to Skegness. I can't remember that gig. Can you not? I can remember getting there. Yeah. I can remember all the mad things I went on. It was cra- that was one of the craziest nights of my life. Was it a camping game? You'd literally, uh. you'd literally walk around this campsite. They'd play. Somebody else was playing as well, and it was quite a big gig. But there was a, there was only maybe two or three hundred people there. Peaches Geldof was there. The Rakes played. Subways. 
few people playing it, but I just remember you were literally walking around this mad like campsite, and everywhere you went, there was just like somebody, and you were like in some weird, like in like a little noddy car, you know, like trying to drive around or doing something. I was like, that was that was a crazy gig. Do you remember though when they picked us up? They went, was, oh, was you in our car when, you got, when we got picked yeah, up? No, we got picked. Well, we all went in the car together. I was in Foster's car because Foster was in the back. Because somebody came and picked me and Alfie up. So we we paid someone to drive from Hull to come and get us because we were smashed. But I don't and I remember apparently I had my feet on his roof, and Alfie was going, <laughs> "Then you're gonna have to take your feet off his roof." And I was going, oh, "He's all right, he don't mind." And he was, it was his mum or dad's car, isn't it? I was going, "He's all right with it, man." And Alfie was going, "I was smashed," and he was going, "Put your fucking feet off his roof." <laughs> no, but do you, I remember that gig though because when we got off the show, we had our own chalets, and there was like. Getting picked up to get to the venue on Skegness. It's a limo. Oh, wow. <laughs> limo. And the production office, they always say the best production office is where you go to have a good Party, time. yeah. And it was. I can't remember that gig at all. That one, I think then, um, my also favorite would, would have been a Glastonbury weekend when you was in the big tent, but then you did like a couple of acoustic you things as well. Oh, no, that was a good one. When I sang, but I'm on about like the other ones because... You sang in the big tent, but then you did like a couple of acoustic things. Yeah, that's and it just like place. and it just popped up out of the blue. It was like the pads are playing in, in here. It was like what? So we're just going. That was that was some of the best gigs for me. It was acoustic one we did. Yeah, that was when you ones. and Alfie and the lad from Bolton turned up. Martin, yeah. We played. Do you know what? I've got to go on about that gig because I'm really political, right winger and all that lot. And when we played the left field, the left field stage at Glastonbury yeah. that year, there's a picture of it behind me at work. So the, it's the Paddington's about 2008, I guess it was, with this, what looks like an old man with grey hair. And I'm like, oh, next to this guy in this picture, no, this is guy's ears. Tom's like, who's this guy? It was Tony Ben, the Tony right, Ben. Right, yeah. And it, we, Tony Ben went on, on the left left field stage, spoke for 20 minutes. So Tony Ben supported the Paddington's. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I rang my dad after it going, We've just gone on with Tony Ben. He went, what do you mean? I said, yeah. Literally, Tony Ben has just gone on before us and none of the band other than me and Grant have a fucking clue. But <laughs> 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 well, they're all clapping and supporting him. Yeah, yeah. yeah that other one though, what we did, was, what was it, John Peel? The one where uh, you John, played with us. John, John Peel stage. stage. No, no, the one where you played with us. That was the Joe Str- Strummer. Joe Strummer. Oh, which right. means a lot to me. Yeah, and yeah. Some really good pictures of us doing that gig. Dude, I got them. It took me ages to find them. Yeah. I, um... Did this gig? I don't know how I, I ended up on stage. in the morning. Don't know how I was it. I don't know how I ended up on stage with these. He was like, "Shenton, you get on stage with us with doing Molly's lips." I went, "Yeah, yeah, all right." I'd been wearing the same clothes all weekend, obviously. As we are. And then I got on the stage, and there was obviously you guys. There was people from Baby Shambles. There was people from yeah, Holloway. Drew was up there with us. Yeah, there's people from Holloways on those. Well, yeah, I'm just walking around with this microphone, thinking, "What the fuck is going on here?" But I remember this guy taking loads of pictures. And it took me about two weeks to track him down on Facebook. And I, I obviously lied and said, well, we're going to buy these pictures off yeah. you. And he went, yeah, yeah, sent them off. But then, you know, when they put like the little shit... Watermarks like, of them. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. like, I couldn't give a fuck about these watermarks. I just want to see what we was like. <laughs> I just want to see what we was like. Yeah, so I got them off from that. Do you know the guy that Rob Skipper who played with us? He was in yeah, the yeah, he, him. he passed yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. It's awful. And they all, he was a really good lad. He played a couple of violin demos on a couple of second album demos. Yeah, he, he was a real good musician. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. I, well, I met him there, and we kind of stayed in touch just through Facebook a yeah. little bit after that, because I think I sent him some pictures too. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was a good lad, Rob. Yeah. Anyway, here's to Rob. Here's to Rob. Absolutely. So, next thing then, recording a proper album with Roy Morris. Yeah. What was all that like? What was it? Did you pick him? No, it was advised to us. We didn't pick him. We didn't, I didn't say I want to be re- right. produced by Roy Morris, but we had our management... I'd worked with him before, right. and McGee had obviously worked with yep. him before. So it was put to us, and again, 
I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Ozzy. <laughs> oh, and Grant was like, oh, I think I know it is because Lloyd was into it. Tom and Josh, I, I guess they knew, but yeah. he was. <laughs> I remember when we first met him, because we, we recorded twice when we did a single with him, Panic Attack. We went yep. down to the same studio in Parkgate Studio near Battle, near right. Hastings, where the Battle of Hastings was. We went down there and we met him in this boozer, turned up, and he was like, <laughs> I can't do accents, but he was like, Welsh and he. You look like I said, a fucking bunch of drug addicts. <laughs> Where's the drug? He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he sat there, he's been there for five hours, getting hammered on his own. And he's like, right, let's go to the studio. And we was in our van. The, 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 do you remember the old the white, one. white one? The white mm. one. And Josh went, I'll drive that. And, and Owen Morris went to us and went, well, I can't drive this jaggy and outside. And Mav went, I'll drive it. <laughs> and he let Mav, he never met, <laughs> drive this jagger. I mean, it wasn't really around the corner, but Still. winding roads. And he took him back there and we just got hammered and had a laugh and he sussed us out. And he just took the piss out of me, something rotten, because my manager had gone, Lloyd's the man who writes the songs, sort yep. of thing. I need to speak to Lloyd. They're into punk, they're into the clash. And he went, first time I met pretty much went, so you're the songwriter I went, yeah, he went you're not Joe Strummer you're Jimmy Percy from Sham 69 I'm like fuck's <laughs> <laughs> like, it was ace it was great I, I, the first I don't know if it was the single session or the album session one night we sat in this amazing studio I don't know, a massive desk sat there he's drinking red wine and eating Rennie's like that. <laughs> we're all getting hammered he got a CD wallet out and he's going so we're going to sound like this and he pulls up, puts a stroke CD in for a second. No, and we're like, yeah. And he's like, no. And he's throwing the CDs at the wall, smashing them. <laughs> Sex Pistols, I love the pistols. We're not even going to put it on, smash it. Zeppelin, I love Zeppelin. Puts it down. New Order, I love New Order. Can I make you sound like New Order? I was like, I love New Order, but we don't want to sound like New Order. Throws it and smashes it against the wall. <laughs> it was mental. That is crazy. But he was, he was brilliant. He was really, really good with Tom. Got the best vocal performances on that first album out of Tom. He like literally went, everyone out of the room, nobody. I was like, what about me? Like, <laughs> out the fucking room. And got Tom in there, in the booth, and give him a load of red wine and whatnot. And he got the best vocals out of him. And yeah, it was, it was great. It, it was good. Yeah. It was good. He made us sound probably better than we actually are. I remember, put, I remember getting a copy of it from HMV, putting it on, and just being like, do you know what I mean? Just that initial impact of it. Yeah. It, it, and it, it was like... It, it, what, it just, it come out at the same time as Arctic Monkeys though, which, which, just, before, was just a bit before, like a week or two, wasn't it? Nah, the album came out before, but there was, the, the, the album came out a good six months before. Oh, was it? But it was, one of our singles came out singles, the same days, right. then, same which day, made yeah. me want to quit music. Oh, they went to number one and I went to 41. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, literally, that's what happened. And I was like, I remember, it be, I remember something clashing at that time and then, but they both had the tents and it was a similar size tent set. Yeah, yeah. I remember that at Leeds Festival. At Leeds Festival. Yeah. And it was both rammed. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. fucking rammed. But for some unknown reason, there was a bit more money chucked at them, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. I don't even know what it was. I think they were, they were far more universal band than us. I mean, our first single, big single, when You Want to Die, Go Commit Suicide, did nice one. Yeah. I was going to sell you a little bit. I mean, whereas theirs was, you know, they're mighty bum, I'm fucking George for me, I'm fucking rubbish. I don't like Arctic Monkeys. But, but, <laughs> they're jealous. <laughs> Did it, didn't like, um, Is that bitter? Sorry, go to like 15 oh, no. midweek in the charts. Remember it being like... Panic Attack went to 15 panic, midweek right. and, and, and it peaked at <coughs> 25. We, yeah. had, we, had, we had two top 40s. It's, 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 hey, it's on my griffs. Amen. You know it's what I mean? still good. It's still good. But the, honestly, that the sound the sound of that record and hearing it and being like, do you know, like, because I knew you as well. Yeah. It was real like, 
it had impact. You know what okay. I mean? It was it was great. And then I saw you at the Mick Ronson Memorial gig. Um, you, you already had a buzz around John. I don't know if it was, it's got to be for the album though. And I remember there was a it was like four in the afternoon. You were sat on the side of the you know that concrete stage yeah. waiting for everyone to get their ass together. And you yeah, went the on and step. The big yeah, the step. That which is out of order, by the way. But that's another conversation. But, but it, <laughs> again, and watching it, and it was just like thinking, shit. You know what I mean? You, you look like a, the real deal. You you go in London. You're playing with all these other bands, and no one else really sort of touched well, it. Was, it was it's cult now, isn't it? How you call it? You call it cult underground. But just you know, just knowing, just having that a, a, a real tangible vibe of someone that's sort of yeah. like doing it. Everyone else is like Adelphi is like your pinnacle in it, you know. And you look around yeah, here, yeah, yeah. And then there's these gonna so and so knowing this playing this people are talking but, about what, they, they, uh, what was it you, but you lifted the tide for everybody yeah yeah, that yeah. Point, you lifted the tide for, and it wasn't because anybody else and listen there was a few decent bands yeah, well, yeah but, it, but, but it wasn't because any other bands was doing anything incredible or different uh but it was just riding off those those tailcoats yeah. of yours and you ra you raising that scene and that's i remember in 2005 people go on about now and you see like these kids in like little gangs or whatever and you see them, there's like 10, 15 of them. In 2004, 2005, the amount of people that used to go out and we knew and knock about with, you must have been talking nearly 80, 100 people yeah. on, a, on a Tuesday. But that was just our scene as well. Because just our scene doing that then. Because there was, that, what we've got to remember as well, Danny, sorry to interrupt, but there was also the, the Jimmy, uh, Jimbo, Stewie Baxter, Freaks Union thing yes, going there on. Yes, there was. There was loads, there of, that going on. There was loads of that going on. And I mean... To be honest, that crossed over a little bit. In fact, it totally has crossed over now because Stu Baxter's in life now, do you right. know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's doing yeah. really well. And it, it crossed over because they they had their own band, uh, Greg and... Oh, what what was his sister called? Oh, City Ghost. City Ghost, yeah. yeah. He's got, he's got, got a really good band now. What's his band called? The Night Flowers. Right, okay. They're really good. They're like shoegazing. Anyway, we're, we're going all over. Yeah, but I'm just saying that scene was yeah. incredible because it was just so so many people. Again, it was one of them. You could walk down... Newland Avert, Prinny Avert, like four or five in the morning, and there'd be just people there, they'd be like, oh, wait, man, <laughs> just like bump into him. I'm walking Delphine. about by myself. Del from 777 with his bottle of cider. He still is now, I think. I remember Del. I like the guy. I, I do like him. Remember his mate, Draglag, though? I remember once having this party at They wear all white, didn't they? Yes. And they run amplifiers. And he just used to get his knob out all the time. Is it that one? No, no. The singer... No, the singer was Tony, and he was the one who wore the jackets and glasses. Dell was the bass player. The one that was mental was the. <laughs> oh, I fucking like I've been listening. It was the one who turned up to Adelphi once with just a leather jacket and stock and suspenders and his cock out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacket went. Are we have anything in here? But we're not going to have that. Who said that jacket? Allegedly. Did you have his dick out? He used to get it out. Decorate. I see him all the time now on his bike, crafting like hell. Now his cock's not out. Covered in paint. I, I, I met yeah. them, would you remember Fegs lived in, downstairs at Music Man? Yeah, yeah. Oh God. Yes, I remember. I, the death know. trap. <laughs> he, used to live, he used to sleep he used on a pool, pool table. table. I remember watching Most Dodded with him. He had the TV up there. He used to, he used to have seances and stuff. I remember Matt Edible trying to order a fucking Jack Daniels and Coke from a fireplace. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> People used to go missing in there. You'd like, you'd, you'd see yeah. him like three hours later and they'd been hiding or something. In that lake. You'd be like, where the fuck have you been? And be like, Jody be like, I've been up here for about three the hours, mate. The old days were brilliant. Like, Jesus. I remember the one of the old days, was, uh, <laughs> Andy Sneaks playing with his band, No Nothings, 
GST Cardinals, God rest his soul, Dave Cardinal. Uh, there was the, uh, the Paddington's played, the Morphine's played. You know about the all day? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was loads. We headlined that for someone, and I think the only Braggart said to me, the only reason that we've put you guys on last. Nothing because like you're better or anything than us, but we know that you're going to be the most smashed by 12 o'clock <laughs> and we just want to see what you're going to do. We was like, what? And we did, um, we did a Sex Pistols song. We did a Sex Pistols song at the end of that and I think everybody got up and like started singing to that, but the minute you guys had gone off, you guys were on it. Now we played one yeah. of them. There's a couple yeah. of them, weren't they? You guys are like Turismo or something had gone off. Everybody started fucking off home, so we were like... Oh, <laughs> we've waited all day for this. It was totally illegal. Oh, there was, was about 150 people in there. Yeah, I remember taking Barry when she was about eight months old with carrying a prop. I remember somebody <laughs> saying that that Sam, you know, Sam Farlow, bless her, yeah, yeah, yeah. that she was a copper. <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stay but away there from would have been a copper around us then, away. though. What's the name? Anyway. But, but the fact that it was an illegal establishment. Yeah. Pedgy, not Pedgy, begged me on the door. Yeah, what was all that about? They charged people to come in. That I think they made a fortune that day. They made a fortune. There's a real good was... picture that goes on Facebook, isn't there? Every now and again, it pops up, which is the bar. For his CDs and, and CDs. And crap. <laughs> Every now and again, it pops up. Reunion? Yeah. Never quite. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, though, with, with things like reunions and stuff, I always wanted to do like a reunion. I always wanted to, always. And then I just think to myself, sometimes it is just being better left as that memory. Memories, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's because that's all you really have in it. That's all you really have moving forward. And I know memories are just a fucking yeah. What they are, they're just a dream. There's a memory, and the future is just exactly the same. But to try and re, there's no way you can recreate yeah. that now. I don't think you should re reunion for me. I don't think it's about. If we tried to re recreate the music man. It wouldn't It'd be, be shit. It'd be shit. You could, listen, could, the only thing you can do is go out for a go beer. You'd go early for a I'll start. be on there. I won't go out. <laughs> I've had enough. I'll be on the 12 o'clock. Can I play midday? <laughs> can I stay out? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, be I'll, be I'll be back in therapy by three o'clock. <laughs> it's about remembering, isn't it? Yeah, that's, yeah. But that's, you can do that alone, can't you? Yeah. You can do that alone. Oh, yeah, gosh, you can. And, it, and it's sad, and it is sad. And when I think about those 2004, 2005, six days, and I think, God, that was amazing. That's brilliant. But I'm glad I had them. I'd rather have, you know, been through it, been through it if you like, but, and survived being able it. to survive it and not gone fucking crazy and have their memories now, but I know there's, there are people still out there now chasing that. Of course there is. Do you know what I mean? Chasing them days and you just go, ah, yeah. you know, no, not for me. What are you thinking, um, Prince Andrew? Yes, it's funny, right, because you know when I'm washing pots in the back, I always put some on and I was watching yeah. his, uh, his interview today, do you know what he did the other day? What screwed him up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tell you what. After that, he? Yeah. He is. I said to Kate though, when we watched it, I said, listen, somebody somewhere will be buying this. Yeah. Somebody somewhere will be oh, going, fucking hell, he was in working, man. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. What are you on about? He was in working. He remembers because he was in working. Yeah. And my mum come for tea last night, obviously, when Anna's. Yeah. Come around, mum. We bring up Prince Andrew and she went, I believe it. I believe him. Oh, Some people fuck. don't want to. Don't want to like people you know, still shatter their guy. Yeah, of course they don't. And then he's be, everything he said is being dispelled. Like the fact he was in walking, it's short, mate. I think the, the, what that just shows is pure ignorance yeah. for anybody. Just thinks that everything like if he says it, yeah. it's true. Yeah, because Prince just be, like yeah. I've said it, so they're just going to believe me. Like this, this thing I said, and she said that I was sweating. Well, actually, hey, I didn't have a. The only people who don't sweat are reptiles. Oh, is that true? Oh, it's one of them conspiracy theories. We're talking Prince Andrew. Me. Did you see him? <clears throat> oh, I don't want to know what the royals chopped their heads off. No, Maybe Prince Andrew, he's, he's been accused of all these things and like knocking about with Epstein who didn't yeah. kill himself. And yeah, it was just madness, madness that he thinks he can blag that. Do you know what? I pulled out the skip the other day 
I've got it up there. It's my coffee cup because I'm not a fan of the old Madge. But there was yeah. a, a, a commemorative, you know, Queen Cup. And I went to put my stuff out in the bin the other day and I saw it. Oh, I love that. So I had my coffee in the morning. Oh, you been reading? Yeah, I always been read. Skip read. My old fellow used to get us doing it all the time. I remember on North Bronzo. Get in there, son. There's half a prom. What are we going to do with half a prom? <laughs> we call it Yabba Dabba Doing. <laughs> you go Yabba Dabba Doing. Pull some out. A Christmas tree. What did you do with half a prom? Oh, my, my old fellow. It makes my mum nervous, my mum, to be honest. He goes out. Where it goes back in the day on Brands Home skipping. Or getting get in that garden, son, there's a lot of chickweed for the quails. Grabbing all that. But now he goes to car boot and goes, I'm, I'm off to car boot. Comes back. Like civilised version of Titan. Yeah, well, yeah, it is. But then he'd come back with a I remember once he came back with a Honda Goldwing. Wow. Or <laughs> what he came back once with a Vespa, a two fifty blue ace Vespa with a sad car. Mum's like, you've done it again. <laughs> I bought this 18 foot long yellow Mercedes van, which we used to go and have a little smoke in there. Oh, sorry, Dad. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, Prince Andrew, though, he's fucked it. He's, he, and now he's been released from duties and everything, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been, he's been he's, released, he's released them all from duties. He's, yes. re, he's <laughs> been released from doing nothing. Yeah, I'll back to doing nothing a bit. I, I couldn't add up. I couldn't care less on it, like about the royal family, and I said this to someone the other day, and they got a bit assy about it because it was like, oh, they're good, for, they're good for this and they're good for that, and I thought, well, are they though? Do you know what I mean? No, they they're don't put for anything tourism. in our pockets. So, exactly. They're, when they talk about anything, how much money they're bringing for tourism, how that's much it costs basically just say, that's basically what they're saying is, do you realise how much money they make the government? And yeah. we're meant to go, oh, brilliant, oh, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> so you're having, a, you're having a good time. No, no but good, the, yeah. the, the, the argument that the French haven't had a royal family since the Glorious Revolution. 1791 or whenever it was. Right. But people still go to France for the history and heritage. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying let's right. guillotine them. No, but I think... The but yeah, the, the argument is that if, if if we became a republic and sacked it all off now, people would still come because... Yeah, because of the history. Of course they would, yeah. And they'd visit that... If you open those things... I know they're open to the public anyway, but some of these places, they'll probably make more money. Yeah. I, well, I went to Windsor Castle, and I'm a yeah, we went Republican, yeah. and it was brilliant. I, I like the Windsor Castle because you've got that massive picture of uh, Duke of Wellington. It's amazing. I'm into like... Right. Like, well, we went yeah, to so. London this year, and we went... We obviously went up to Buckingham Palace, so I don't give a fuck about, you know, that sort of monarchy and all that kind of stuff. But... I get it, it is, it is kind of, it's traditional, isn't it? But when you've got your prince on TV saying that he hasn't touched kids, you kind of go, anyone's now has just lost all respect for the monarchy. You're going, listen, if you've got, you live in a day and age where the prince, think, just let that sink in, the prince of the country has to sit on TV and go, I didn't oh, do it. Fucking, I was in, this is what he actually said. I can't have done that. I was in walking at a Pizza Express. <laughs> I watched it. Do you know what? That's I, what he says. That's I, his, I, listen, I, no, this, this is his argument. What he said, this, I, I was in. It. I mean, can't listen, can't walking's a shit hole, so you probably would remember being in walking. Would, yeah. I, fucking, I was in walking. It was terrible. It can't be me because I have a problem. I don't sweat. What that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sweat. But that's been disposed. There's only like two or three things that could give you that. He's, there's no way that he's got them. One of the things is I don't sweat. He's just wanted everyone to go. I don't sweat. He was in walking. He's sweating. And then now, says, well, where was you on this day? Can't remember. What? But you're, uh, and he actually said, you don't realise how unusual it is for me to be in walking. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is unusual as any other one. I speak as well. Yeah. Do you know how unusual it is for me to be in walking? Everyone kind of went, oh, yeah, that's got a point. How unusual it is for me being a Pizza Express? Yeah. I bet Pizza Express was like, fuck off, mate. Yeah. 
of Saint It's the last thing they need, isn't it? This pizza's not subsidised. You imagine pay for it yourself. Somebody horrific. Somebody horrific had been in here and gone. Look, I was in fucking pals in Cottingham. You'd be like, no, no, he won. He won in here. He won. We didn't want him in here. We didn't want him in here. Jesus, man. I do all right, <laughs> he's, he, honestly, that's been. I think that Epstein thing in him has been the biggest thing in the last four weeks, on it? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. surely. Under the election, obviously. Surely that's what it is. Did you watch that the other night, though? I, I saw a bit of it. Yeah, and I. What think was he doing with them fucking glasses on carpet? And I tell you what, he was wearing a bulletproof just... top. Did you see him? He, his shoulders were yoked, and I was looking at it thinking, he's got a vest underneath there, like bulletproof vest. I read this, someone put this fit, uh, my mate Tom Stratton's mate put it on, and he described the, the full debate as some sort of boxing match. And it was, and, and uh, Corbyn talked about serious policies yep. and tried to put them across. And Bojo came in with a Brexit punch, yeah. and then yeah. another Brexit punch. And he reminded him, punched him, and he went in for another Brexit punch. <laughs> he didn't debate at all, Boris Johnson. No, he can't. He can didn't. He? No, he can't. Corbyn can. Yeah, Corbyn can. But he looked like but he, a, didn't, he didn't. But he actually didn't. The him. fact that he put him on TV, though, you've got. To, I don't care. You've got to look the fucking part. Going back to the, the band years ago, you've got to look the part. And, I, and I'll tell you something now. I'm not saying that Boris looks the part, but he just made it. Them glasses. I know. I said to Katie, why hasn't he got contacts in just for one night? Why aren't yeah, he suffering? Yeah, something I, 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 like I mean, that. To be honest, Dan, I, I, I mean, it's a shame that we have to think like comes, that. Yeah, it comes no, down to that. But it's true. Yeah. You'd live in a day in a digital age where people want to see someone and they, and they make that impression. Some people would have seen him and heard him for the first time stand up and gone, Instead of listening to him, they'd have gone. What fucks yeah. up with them glasses? Yeah, do you but think do you know what? The thing is, though, the thing is, though, the, the last election, I, I'm, I am a Labour Party member. A card carrier. I am a card carrier, and I'm on the <laughs> left of it. The last election, he was absolutely nailed. IRA sympathiser, this, this, that, and the yeah. other. He was a check spy. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and do you know what? We was nearly 20 points behind in the polls, and we got 40% of the vote. And they got forty-one percent of the vote. And, and do, do you know what? Some people now, especially the younger generation, yep. up to say thirty odd, don't even read the Daily Express. No, no. They don't no. shit. So I, I take your point because there's certain people of a certain age, yeah. especially if they're leaning to a certain political. If they're still, way. if they're still a centre, if you like, I don't know if that's you. Because know, I wish there was a centre party, but they just didn't one. Is they? Well, no. Well, there is. There's the Liberal Democrats, but fuck them. But yeah, they're, they're useless, man. They are, like a set of lies. They, they've just come out with policies just to impress something. Let's, let's be honest. Well, they've, they've got no accountability, don't matter. Yeah, that's it. So you've got these two parties, and there isn't. The Brexit party might as well just take a fucking running jump, in my opinion. In my humble opinion, because what is their policy, Brexit? No, that's it. Is that it, their policy? Yes. But he just wanted to. And, and, and I see this, and I see the fact over these three years that they will have had all these voters. And you kind of hope to yourself, well, you kind of hope that. Labour could do it. Well, the what? But the what? The what, the, 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 the what? Sorry, what I mean is nobody's going to win by a majority. Right. <coughs> there isn't. It's, there's no difference. We, we, she did it. Theresa May, that is. I, I found myself feeling sorry for her. <laughs> but that's, sorry, Dad. But I did. She the, the, she caused the... It was hung parliament. Everyone thought Corbyn was going to get annihilated <coughs> and sacked, Indeed. and then everyone thought there was going to be a centrist Labour Party. It didn't happen because, really, the centrist Labour Party might as well be the Liberal Democrats or the One Nation version of the Tories. Do you know what I mean? So, and, and I think what's going to happen now is people are hoping for a Tory or Wait, a Labour majority. Not going to happen. We're going to have a hung parliament, and the question is who has the more votes? We could have a Tory, my small majority, 
with the DUP, and then we're in the same position right. anyway. All we're going to have, <laughs> God, I fucking hope so. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn is Prime Minister with the SNP, probably the Liberal Democrats. And the Welsh Party. But he was ruling that out the other night. Yeah, of course he's, he's ruling it out because you, you can't, you, you won't say it when you're going into a general election. So you lie then? No, no, you won't. You, you're not ruling you it out. Answer it. You're not, you're not, you're, you But he did answer it. He said there'll be no coalition. That's what no, he said. no, there's, and which is a quite clever choice of words, I guess, because there probably will be a vote by vote agreement between them all. Right, okay. I, I guess. I just want, <laughs> I just want Jeremy Corbyn to be Prime Minister so I can go to fuck off to the right wingers. Yeah. But I can also go fuck off to the right wingers in my own bastard party. Fuck <laughs> 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 okay, you, Tom Watson. <laughs> Politics. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one, and it'll be interesting. Um, is it 14th? Is it 12th, 14th? 12th, I think, isn't it? 12th, 14th. You're going to vote? Yeah, of course I am. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, I, I remember in here, do you know, the uh, the day after the, the Brexit vote and all that, like, the, 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 some people were, customers were, you know, fighting almost. Not fighting, but heated yeah, debates. Yeah, yeah. And trying to draw me into stuff. I said, look, I just want your money. Yeah. And it was like smoothed off a little bit. Do you know what I mean? And but it was the whole village had a weird vibe to it. Some people. I only say, listen, what will be will be, and I guess that's what everybody hates. Lights that, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think you've had nine years of it now, man. Maybe it is time for something to change. Proper change, though. Yeah. Proper change, because you got. Oh God, I don't want to get boring here now, but Thatcherism turned in a new wave of it's thrown around a lot neoliberal style politics you know what I mean it was like it, it's almost like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make the state smaller and let the markets go wild and that's why you have the whole idea of like hey, do you know what's the, what's the character Harry Enfield louds oh yeah money. yeah yeah that era yeah and and that era went on all the way until Tony Blair was voted in and he, he pitched this idea of this the third way which essentially was like, well, we're not going to pitch a socialist card. We're, we're going to do something slightly different, which is essentially the same thing. Margaret Thatcher said, what was your greatest legacy? Tony Blair. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it carried on and it carried on. And then we went, because of the big crash in 2008, the, Cameron got in on a card of, we need to tighten the belts. Tighten the belt. And this, the idea of this political decision austerity. And we've had nine years of that. You're right, we've had nine years of that. But essentially the same thing. If we'd have gone someone like David Miliband in, in charge of the Labour Party. And he's a good lad. He's all right. But he's essentially a centrist. And you're not getting absolutely any change. The only person, I think, or the only party, because it's not about Jeremy Corbyn, it's about the party, that's offering a genuine change, a sea change in actual policy thinking, is the Labour Party. The only, the only if, we don't get him, if you don't get in this time, Dan, it's done. And we're going to have the same... I mean, yeah, it can, it can happen. Well, things can change. The universities should be free. The NHS should not... People should not be able to sue the NHS because they didn't get a contract, Richard. Bastard yeah, that's Branson. true. It shouldn't happen, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It shouldn't happen. We, should, we, we shouldn't have to be shafted by all the top six no, fucking energy true. companies. You, the only thing that gets me with it all is when people use the word liberal. Yeah. Anybody that uses that word liberal now, in, in most people's minds, they go right, really far liberal. And they either consider... Right. Yeah, like they ever consider dope smokers? Yeah. Say, ah, fucking liberal, dope smokers, yeah. druggies. That's it. Or they'll go, ah, fucking 100 genders, that's what they yeah. want. 
They don't see the actual politics that are put in front of them half the time. Well, yeah. They see the argument. Oh, he's, he's liberal, it means that. The he, extreme, he, he, extreme. They, they just yeah. see extreme when you use the word liberal or left even. Yeah. No, you, you use left and you get this. All oh, right, no, they're fucking... You don't get that. To be honest, I, I, I guess you've been listening... To, <coughs> tell me if I'm wrong. Listening to American politics because liberal in this country is... Boris Johnson's a liberal. Do you know what I mean? He's a liberal. Mm. Uh, but... Liberal in America means you are left wing. Right, yep. A liberal in this country, if you call me a liberal, I'd fucking spit at you. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that sounds odd. That sounds odd. But no, liberal is centrist politics in this country. Right, okay. Right? Whereas it's a, it's a left wing thing. It's, for me, it's it, left wing politics is all about fairness, egalitarianism. It's about fellow man or woman. It's about pushing together and striving to get the same thing. Liberalism is, for me, in this in pol British political uh, discourse is about in a way each to eat. we want to change it but within the system that exists I'm left wing I'm a bit more radical it's like fuck the system start again start again do you know what I mean in America yeah. you see a liberal you see people are scared Sam Sanders is liberal yeah, people are scared of starting again. But then I was talking to somebody last night and I was saying, you've got to appreciate people say, oh, the NHS is 70 years old. I said, do you realise how many fucking years we've been on this planet and we've only had healthcare for 70 years? <laughs> You know, you put it in the well, when you put it we've in got, a, no, We've got no healthcare. The Romans are coming. We'll get a leaf on that I've cut on you. But well, that's true, though, isn't it? When people say, oh, we've had it for 70 years, and I'm like, shit, is that all? Yeah. What did Why you do I'm, before then? What yeah. the fuck did people do before that? Died. That's it, isn't it? Hospitals were, were where people went to die. That's Have it. Have you seen that film? So what I'm saying is, it's all brand new. Yeah. So you're absolutely right when you say, when people say, oh, well, we've done this for 50 years, you're like, shut up. That's one person. You can you can just right right let's let's start again yeah. because this ain't working. Well, we did in nineteen forty five. Yeah, we do we that historically. The state back in when the, the beverage report was written, Bevan was in charge, and there was this this documentary. What was it called? It was uh, the guy who, who did the uh, I Daniel Blake. Right. Uh, oh, and he did the other film, the one about the Spanish Civil War. And there's this guy you get interviewing this guy, and he's he's about hundred and odd, I guess. And when the welfare state started. Which, which Churchill voted against, they all voted against, that's one of the reasons he got, he, he won the war, got voted out because he didn't believe in giving this old guy, essentially, glasses for free. And he taught, in this video he goes, and I got these pair of glasses, and I put them on, and I could fucking see <laughs> for free. Oh, and that was sea change. And we've do, we did that, and then, and then we, we've gone to about 1979, and then we went to the way we are now. We need a bit, we need a bit of compassion it should be about, not about responsibilities, it should be about rights. What do we deserve as people? Bring it on. Shouldn't cost. No. Things shouldn't cost. There's no, enough bastard rich people out there no. that should be taxed. And we should get... Absolutely, yeah. Well, we I was reading education. something the other day that was saying about, should we have billionaires? And I, I read it and it said, there's a guy, if you, from the age of when Christ was 2,000 years ago, if you'd earn 2,000 pound an hour from when Christ was, the idea of Christ was conceived, all the way up until now, <clears throat> there'd still be 30 people in the world richer than you. <laughs> That's crazy. No. There'd still be 30, if you'd earned 2,000 pound an hour for the last 2,000 years, there'd still be people be on this person. planet 
that have got more money than you. Now that's fucked up. A couple of Saudis and a couple of Russian. But oil. that is that is nuts. When you put it into that sort of category, the amount of money that some people have and the amount of debt that others have. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. I've got debt. Yeah. I'm I'm poorer than the guy who lives on the fucking street yeah. financially. If you had one one month off work, you're one mortgage payment away from being home. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, is, yeah. that is exactly that. Is, in, so, in, some, in monetary terms, we are. I'm poorer than these guys who are out on the street. Well, not because you know, you're just no, not, not you're because saying, you're, yeah. you're rich in other things. But culturally, yeah. Danny, you are very rich. Yeah. That, well, that's it. But you, you're rich in that yeah. in, in your health and your ability yeah. and your mental state that you can uh, you're able to go out and do this. But actually, financially, they've got us a lot more poorer than we've ever been in, yeah. in our lives. We're, we're essentially that's it, isn't it? And then you get the house that you have to pay for, and then you two get the TVs, the two cars, and you're stuck on the rat race, and then you solidarity goes out the window. This is what I wanted to bring it back to today, and I'm glad it's come back to it. This right at the moment, and I'm thinking about it logically. And I know you guys, I mean, you've got your own business, and I know Lloyd, you're happy and you're working. I guess I am so much, but this um, this pursuit of happiness. Who's doing that now? Is everybody just doing what we think that we have to do? We're we all just in this weird matrix doing what we think that we have to do. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. You've got to conform. You've got to... Yeah. But, okay, rights. So you are talking about... But we do have to understand people's rights. But where's the right gone for the pursuit of happiness? It goes, doesn't it? I, I get it because what we were talking about earlier on when we was young. Yeah. Books running around. With yeah, we like, did. That was the pursuit of happiness. We playing guitar and all that. And all but we was, we was violating some rights back then. Oh, yeah. But not our human rights, so, but we was violating like, our all day parties as, as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was violating some rights, so where's that right for the pursuit of happiness gone? And why is it such a bad thing? It goes, I think it goes, especially. Well, I think everybody around the table has got children. Yeah. yeah. And I think that has something to do with it. You get really yeah. stuck on it. And on but where's, but, you give but, your right for happiness up, up to when you're here. You do, time. but we, we, you do, but we're not managing it. I know it's only very young this this society that we have, but we're not managing it right. And I'm not blaming our parents, but we're not managing that right and that idea of pursuit of happiness. Because you'll say to your kid, "What do you want to be when you're older?" And they do this, and, and you'll essentially say to them, "I just want you to be happy." And that's only been any parent, any decent yeah. parent would say to healthy child, "I just want you to be healthy, and I just want you to be happy." You can't do much about the health, too much about the health, but feed them right, get them lots of rest, get them mentally okay. But you've got to do something about that right to happiness. So when I said to my mum, I wanted to fucking be in a band. She said, what? <laughs> Shut up, dickhead. Do you know what I mean? I did it later just because I wanted to. You've got that right with your parents, that right to have that, that happiness. But there's got to be more nature. There's got to have been more money on this planet that people have gone through where people should be financially more secure than they are right now in, instead of... Do you know bang on? Because there's a book, <coughs> a guy called... Oh, you probably probably heard of him, a guy called Paul Mason, journalist. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote a book called. Yeah, he wrote a book. Uh, what, what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Statesman, sort yeah. Of, right? I like the one with uh, Jacob, Jacob Rees Mock looking like a twat. <laughs> he wrote a book called Post Capitalism. Right. And he essentially says there's a the point where what we are <coughs> actually doing now can be it's a form of pleasure and a form of pay. And he uses the idea of Wikipedia be, being a free but useful utility. Right. And if you can. If you can break down certain really extreme neoliberal ideas around capital, cash, other rights, responsibilities, you can actually. There's a. There's a. There's, do you know what? I'm a bit too free beers in to explain this properly, but it's almost like you can pleasure activities can be. Funded. I guess that's what you've been saying to me. <coughs> but you've been 
Far come on this podcast. I, 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 I really, I've been to it's it's Jordan. Jordan no, no, it's good. I like it. It's you. It's, I like. I like. No, the, uh, I, like I come from that like Jordan, that Jordan Peterson idea, and I, I listen to him, and I listen to Joe Rogan, <coughs> and I listen to other people, and I'm thinking to myself, <coughs> every hobby that I've ever had, I've only had two. Really, my hobbies have been music and fighting. Yeah, and both of them, <laughs> both of them, I've An managed. An <laughs> Yeah, but both of them, I've managed to make money from. Yeah. Both of them, I've managed to make money from. Maybe not a lot. I've managed to do it and make money and that's why this concept of doing this now it's not all about making money but and that money it isn't it wasn't like I want to make money and I don't want to be, have a job but I actually think why can't we do things that we like to and make the money digital, the digital and information <coughs> is that's what I think I'm trying to get at because you built something before and one person you have to build it and that was the thing that was a tool get you up there, to build I don't know yeah. half a boat but this sort of information or the idea that you can create an app and someone makes money out of it, that person will leave and still has that information. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And this like digital information age is like we are the we, we are we have the autonomy to push that, that, that idea. It's not like big corporations own it all. Yeah. They, they've got it all. Well now that comes back we to We are that, all yeah. f- free. And I don't want to sound like a libertarian because I don't like Jordan Peterson, by the way, because he's a he's a libertarian, but I, I don't want to sound like <coughs> that. I want to, but the idea that free ideas can float around and actually make positive social change. And Mason says we can make money and go on and beyond. Yeah. Beyond that. Cut all that out. What about that <laughs> no, I don't thing know. of this like uh, uni- universal basic income as well, uh, that, where he gives you, you know, your basic stuff. Yeah. And is then it Sweden or somewhere did that? Yeah. Where they give them all like 10 grand a year or something, mm. whether they worked or not? I think it is. It's a Scandinavian thing. Finland have done it, I think. Yeah. Uh, fin- Finland. Yeah. Norway, Sweden, Denmark. Are the minute you look after somebody's health, the minute you're saving the government yeah. money. Yeah. But that is essentially the idea we had post Second World War in this country, and Corbyn's pitching those ideas and getting called a communist. Which is bizarre. Because <laughs> that's what. But there's certain parts of communism that work, arguably. On paper, the Paris Commune yeah. worked for a few wi- few weeks yeah. and then they got all shot. Well, the, the reason that they, it ever falls is because somebody at the top's not making the money that they want to want to make anymore, so they just bring it all and drag it all down. Yeah. It's your guard protecting your interests, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck him. Right, you need to go, don't you? Do I? You've got a gig, haven't you? Do you want to tell you minutes? Wait, I'll play a song there. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Do you know what I want to do? We'll play two. Because I want to. You'll right. play, and I need to tune up. Don't you know what this war's about? Don't you say to me that I should not fight my love? Don't you say to me? And I wish I was there, my love. Fighting for freedom, for rights The fight's way over there, my love A fight I must offer my life Franco's vision of freedom Working men shackled outside And I'll go get my gun, my love Shoot all those fascists tonight Don't you know what this war's about? Don't 
Barcelona, my new hometown, a town of slogans and marching, it was said. With its factions, ill feelings, one eye on the fascist at best, a closer eye on my comrades, a slight different shade of red. Debate leads to returning gunfire As Franco marched on to Madrid Don't you know what this war's about? Don't you say to me That I should not fight my love Don't you say April the 1st, 1939 The white flag flies over Madrid Meanwhile in Catalonia No Santana, no language to speak Franco's vision of freedom A peace through oppression and death Yeah. Thank you very much. Welcome. Cheers, lads. Yes, fam. Right, quick.